Torch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 204. Welcome back to the front porch. Hope you're doing great wherever you are, whatever time of day that you are listening to this. Uh, Today was a good day in Phoenix because it poured down rain. Uh, And that is both a blessing and a curse because it does chill the weather out for just a minute. But the moment that sun comes out, all of a sudden we have something in Arizona that we don't have very often, which is called humidity. Some of you know what it is. Some of you in Florida and in Texas, you got to be kidding me. If you've ever been to Florida or if you've been to like Houston, like Oh my goodness, the humidity that is there is outrageous. I one time I did a camp in Oklahoma once, and I had never been to Oklahoma. Uh, I did a camp in Oklahoma in July. I I, I literally thought I was going, I mean, it, it was so hot. It was so humid. I, I instantly burst into sweat. It wasn't just like the, it just started to sweat and then slowly over time. No, it just like it was like all the pores in my body were like, what did you do to me? Like and I just like started sweating out of every orifice of my body. It was so hot. So in Phoenix, when it rains, everyone's like, yay. And it's awesome. And then it gets super humid and nobody enjoys that. So right now. Uh, it's very nice out temperature-wise, but it is extra, extra sticky, which means after this podcast, I'm going to go in and take a shower before I go to bed. But I want you to know this. I'm committed to being out here on the front porch because this is called Front Porch Confessional. So I'm committed to being out here on the front porch even even in the Phoenician summer I'm here. And uh, I'm continuing to learn and grow alongside each and every one of you. One of the interesting things for me is in the summer, you know, I spend a lot of time out here on my front porch. But in the summer, it's just you can't do it. It's way too hot in the morning. So I I literally open my front window or I don't open it, but I sit at my I pull up the whatever the blinds. And I sit at my front window. I have my bird feeders out here, so I watch them. And I just sit by the window. I mean, it's it. I mean, the neighbors, the same people who go by and walk when I'm out here on the front porch in person, are the same people that walk by when I'm inside. And they all wave. And everyone's pretty kind. I have my cup of coffee, and that's kind of my morning deal. So I'm like, listen, it's just too hot in Phoenix to be outside all the time. But when I do the podcast, I do sit out here, so it's awesome. But I just, you know, I, I get a kick out of the fact that so many of you listen in week in and week out. I just love it. I, I love it. I, I got an email today uh, from someone who said, hey, we listen every day. And I think that's so cool. And so I just love that we're learning. We're growing together. Um, I know I keep talking about this, but we're coming up on our two-year anniversary. And it's just been really, really cool. Really cool journey to, to walk along side of you all wherever you are um and that we're learning the bible together you know and these are just you know as i'm working through this stuff and wrestling through it hopefully you're doing the same that it's not just something you listen to for 15 minutes a day and move on it's something that's hopefully impacting and shaping and shifting your understanding of who god is who he's called you to be and that how important especially in this period of time how important it is to to cling to truth biblical truth that is guiding us and leading us uh in the kingdom of god the kingdom has come it is here like we we learned that i think in episode 201 right 
your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's here. He's the king. It's his kingdom, right? And how does it, what does it look like to be kingdom citizens? This is where we're moving. Um, so just really grateful for the amount of you and that, that do listen. And then uh, thank you for those of you who give on Patreon and continue to give on Patreon. We got a new patron this week. Uh, so awesome. So thank you so much for that. Uh, again, uh, Patreon, uh, just for some clarification, is a monthly donation platform. So uh, if you're somebody who wants to like give to the podcast monthly, you can go on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. But if you're somebody who wants to make a one-time donation, um, just you can hit me up on Instagram or on Front Porch Confessional on Instagram and say, hey, I want to do, and I'll send over Venmo stuff, and we can do it that way if that's a way that you want to support because um, it gets a little complicated when you go through Patreon. So anyway, a lot of details. All I want to say is thank you, thank you, thank you for all of you who continue to give to the podcast. Really appreciate it. And for those of you who have bought the devotional, thank you so much. Front Porch Devotional, you can get that on Amazon and uh, anyway, here we go. Uh, we are going to wrap up the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to wrap up the Lord's Prayer. And again, uh, I've been saying this almost every podcast since 200. Go back to 200. Listen to the podcast in succession. So our, uh, so, so if uh, this is your first time to the podcast, welcome. But I would encourage you to go back to 200 and listen to that because we kind of unpack the whole prayer kind of section by section. Uh, so go back to 200. But this is the last section of the Lord's Prayer. And it says this in Matthew 6, 13. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Uh, I think I've maybe told this story before, but my grandfather, a wonderful man, uh, uh, grew up, you know, a Christian, and uh, but he just kind of a he he grew up in kind of that era where man, you you work the fields and and you you uh, you know you plant your own stuff. I mean, he was a hunter, so he he did a lot of hunting and fishing, and he lived off the land. So I always loved that about him. But the older he got, uh, he had some problems with his colon, so he had to get his colon uh, shortened. And so it kind of uh, prevented him from doing a lot of things. Well, my grandfather uh, believed that Satan was the reason why his colon got shortened. Uh, and basically, he blamed Satan for everything. So I remember him being out in the field, and, and he would, as a result of his colon, he would poop his pants. And he would look at me and go, ah, Satan made me poop my pants. I'm not even kidding. That's a real story. Now, I... I I, I mean, literally, my mom confirmed because sometimes I, I'm like, did I make that up? And like, no, he would say he blamed everything. He'd stub his toe. Satan, Satan stubbed my toe. Right. He cut his finger. Satan cut my finger. He he would, you know, he would back into a car. Satan maybe back in. He blamed everything on Satan. Everything was Satan's fault. And I'm like, isn't it interesting to live in a world where you're like, I don't have to take any personal responsibility because Satan is making me do everything. Now, I absolutely believe without a shadow of a doubt that Satan is making a lot of things happen, a lot of gnarly things. But my grandfather kind of took it over the edge, over the top, and he was blaming everything on Satan. And what I love, the way Jesus is kind of landing this prayer for us is he's saying and lead us not into temptation 
but deliver us from evil. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. And I think what happens is, and I think my grandfather would have really struggled with this, is that we struggle with this idea on the front end about lead us not into temptation. We're like, wait a second, wait a, wait a second. Like he, he's not going to lead us into temptation. Like James tells us like God can't make us sin or he doesn't, you know, put, he doesn't cause us to sin. Right. And so, uh, but he does allow us scenarios to continue to depend upon him and to trust on him. And here, here's a, here's maybe a better definition to get your head around is instead of leading us into temptation, he's testing us, leading in us into testing. And so Jesus is literally inviting us into, why is he doing that? To pray this, why is he doing that? Because he's been tested. The interesting thing, if you go back and read in any of the gospels, if you start reading like, um, especially in Matthew, I believe like the, the way it's read is Jesus gets kind of baptized. You know, the, the, the father says, this is my son and who I'm well pleased. And then it says immediately, I think Mark is always using the language of immediately, but that immediately the spirit of God led him into the wilderness to be tempted or to be tested by Satan. And we're like, whoa, what is that all about? You know, and, and, and here's the thing that I think we need to, to realize, right? Our faith is continually being tested being tested. God is inviting us into opportunities to live out holiness in this life. But Jesus is like, it's hard. It's hard. And he, it says in Hebrews that he sympathizes with our humanity. So he's like, pray, pray, put yourself in a place where you go, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Right. I don't think I'm like Jesus. Like and I'm not like the saints like Abraham and Isaac. Right. I, I'm, I'm not like these these patriarchs of the, of the faith. Right. Elijah, Elisha. Right. Like that they went through so much testing and, and literally saying pray to God to say, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I can do that. Right. This is a humble declaration right? This is a humble declaration. It's a, it's humbly declaring about our vulnerability of going, I just don't know if I'm strong enough, right? And you know what I find is interesting in the West? It's all built on strength, power, control. And Jesus is like, you know, no, you should go to God and say, please, I don't know if I have what it takes. I need you. I need your help. Because when we when we pray something like this in the in in the West, a lot of times we pray it like I'm gonna win, like I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna. This is not a prayer that you. This is not a winning prayer. This is about begging God to spare us, spare us from the testing. Please spare us from the testing. I don't know about you, but I, going through difficult times, going through times of testing, it's really hard. And this is a prayer of mercy. God, please have mercy on us. Please. I, I don't know if I'm in a season, you know, to be tested. So please, please spare us from this. But ultimately, what this prayer is about is about rescue. This is so beautiful. And you have to understand this to really understand the whole. This, 
this prayer and the way he ends, deliver me from the evil one. Rescue me from Satan. Please, I can't do it on my own. I can't do it on my own, but Jesus, you can. God, you can help me. You can lead me. You can guide me. You are the only one that can deliver me from the evil one. This is us putting ourselves in a place of, of, of really saying, I need your mercy. I need your guidance. I need your care. I need your perfection, our protection and perfection, right? I need that from you. And it, it's almost like as you go through the whole prayer, you know, which is a framework for the way we live our life, it's like you finally get to these last, and you're realizing, I can't do this on my own. And I just want you to know this. You can't do this on your own. So many of you have tried, and maybe you're trying right now. You can't do this on your own. You can't. This is a prayer of you declaring to God, I need you. I need you. I need your kingdom to come and your will be done. And what I love about this prayer and what I've been so challenged by is this prayer starts with a focus on God the Father. You're our Father, right? And it ends with begging God for rescue. You're our Father. You know what we need. It's about your kingdom. You're the one that can forgive our sins. And you're the one that can rescue us from the evil one. And what I, what I, as I process through this prayer, the thing I kept thinking about as Jesus is helping and leading us into this idea of prayer, what he is ultimately saying is Jesus is going to declare this over you and over me and over everything. I am going to defeat the devil. I'm going to defeat evil. I will provide a way for you to be forgiven once and for all. I will be your daily bread. I ha- I have the kingdom of God. I am bringing the kingdom of God. I am- I have brought the kingdom of God to earth. I am going to die for the sins of the world because my father is holy, holy, holy. And I do this all, Jesus would say, because he is my father and, and I will do his will. I'll obey the will of my father, which means ultimately I give up my life to rescue and ransom all of humanity. So we can pray our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive the debts of others. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And the way that prayer historically would end, for thine is the kingdom and the honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. You see, our Abba prayer leads us into a abiding and abiding in Christ kind of life. This is what we're being invited into. So the question is this, how will the Lord's prayer change the way you live your life? I hope it does. Father God, we need you. Guide us, lead us as we lean into you for your glory and your honor. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you.